Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again. (laughs) Your boy's back at it again, man. Listen. Oh, we have a lot to discuss. We're going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers responding to Sean Payton and his comments about Hackett. Hackett also responded responded as well. We're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be talking about Dalvin Cook leaving the Jets facility. Not signed yet. Okay, we are live. All right, it's a Tuesday. Okay, at 7 p.m. Eastern, we're live. Maybe he signs while the show is live. That would be wonderful. But he's not signed right now. We'll be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing the upcoming game against the Browns. Hall of Fame game, baby. Joe Klecko, Revis, they're in the building. They're going into the hall. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we got to talk about that, too. Two amazing Jets. We're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing Jets training camp, okay? All right? It's going to be quite a show. I'm fired up already. Listen. Let me get into the show. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love and what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on iTunes as well. Okay, Go on over to iTunes. Okay, Type in The Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to the podcast on there and give me a five-star rating and leave me some feedback, okay? I appreciate everyone that does that, all right? I really, truly appreciate it. And for those of you that do not know, listen, I'm also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter, type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe, and I'll come right on up. Go ahead and follow the show's page on there and talk to your boy because I'll talk back. Personal. Twitter is at YoungJ000, at YoungJ30, okay? And uh, follow me, man. Talk to me. I'll talk back. I'll go back and forth with all Jets fans and even people that aren't Jets fans, okay? Got a lot of Packer fans on me. <laughs> I ain't trying to get after you, boy. I, I don't even be saying nothing. I'll be minding my own business. They're so upset that Aaron Rodgers is the Jets quarterback. They just keep keep going on and on, I, you know? I don't know why. I'm not even bothering anybody. I'm just wearing my green jersey. But, you know, they want to talk to me, so, you know, I I let them talk. I don't I don't respond, you know. <laughs> Your boy is also live as well on YouTube for those of you that do not know. Some people run into the YouTube show and they're shocked. They're like, Joe, man, we love your takes. We love what you got to say. We love how you reach out to everyone in the uh in the fan base and you take calls and you listen to people. But we didn't know that you were so handsome. And I say thank you. You know, thank you, ladies. Thank you. All right? I'm not an arrogant person. I'm just here, you know, trying to do what I can. And, uh, you know, so come on by if you want to see me, if you want to see what we got going on here. Come on over to the YouTube, all right? Go on YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Okay, subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed already, and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? And I appreciate everybody that does this. 
right. Also give the give the uh, the streams a thumbs up and don't be shy because when you come in here, best believe you will be met by the savages. Okay. You know who the savages are? The savages are my chat. All right. You want to know why I call my chat the savages? Because they're savage. <laughs> They get after everybody, even me. Nobody is safe, okay? Keep that in mind. Nobody is safe, all right? They will get after you. Trust. Trust and believe. If they don't like your take, they're going to let you know about it, okay? So just know that. Now, now we're going to talk, all right, because we've got a lot to discuss now that we've gotten that out the way. Listen, callers, hold on just one second. Quickly, we're going to cover these things. 973, Steve, other new callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to everybody. Listen, there's been a lot going on. As we know, Sean Payton made comments uh, about Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets recently. He did try to walk some of those comments back, but it angered quite a bit of people. We heard, you know, Sulla come out and speak his piece about them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers also had something to say, which we're going to cover now. Other teammates as well have had things to say. There's a lot of people around the league that didn't like it either. But Aaron Rodgers definitely checked, uh, absolutely checked Sean Payton with what he had to say. And I'm going to let you guys listen to these comments that that Aaron Rodgers uh, had to say in response to Sean Payton and his comments. Here they are. Ooh, did Aaron Rodgers set him straight away? Whoa, right? Listen, and that, and that, you know, listen, Aaron Rodgers is a jet through and through, clearly, right? We're sitting here, we listen to these comments, and what do you say? Listen, keep my coach's names out of your mouth. And again, I know that Sean Payton has tried to walk, that, walk this back and tried to apologize the best he can, but he knew exactly what he was doing when he let those comments fly out of his mouth. He knew that. And the crazy thing to me about this situation is that if you're Sean Payton, right, you're coming in to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos, you're trying to set a tone there. You're trying to set a tone. And when you come in and you're talking about guys that are no longer there, guys that, that, that are out of the door, you're setting all up all these excuses. All you're doing is setting a situation up filled with excuses and lack of accountability. That's not how you set a tone with the new team you're coaching. Not at all. I thought those comments were crazy. Again, I know he tried to walk them back, but it clearly, those comments clearly angered many within the Jets facility. And let me tell you something. It just wasn't Aaron Rodgers that, talked about those comments. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers just responded. Nathaniel Hackett also responded to the comments as well. And I want you folks to listen to what he had to say. Here's what Nathaniel Hackett had to say in response to Aaron Rodgers. Now listen, <laughs> we heard Nathaniel Hackett. He's ready to move on and he's focused on this, but clearly he was angered by those as well. He talked about how Sean Payton broke a code. I believe that as well. There's no way a coach of the the ilk of Sean Payton, who's done so many things in this league, should be speaking that way about another coach in this league. But still, and yet, he did that. But again, Hackett, as you, as you heard, he's worried about what's going on here in this building, all the great things that we're doing, all the wonderful people he's working with, Coach Sala, everyone else, all the, co- all the players that we have here, all the expectations that are set up for the season. He's focused on that. He's not going to let this, you know, 
roll him down at all whatsoever. I just find, again, those comments were extremely shocking to come out of Sean Payton's mouth, not only the way he talked about Nathaniel Hackett, but the way that he talked about the New York Jets as a franchise as well, bashing us, talking about how we're, you know, trying to grandstand and all these things with hard knocks and stuff like that. Whoa, 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 brother. You know, the New York Jets tried to turn down hard knocks multiple times. We did. We absolutely did. Person, uh, privately, excuse me, and publicly. Sulla came out and talked about, I don't want hard knocks. Multiple players, including Aaron Rodgers, you know, was trying to, hey, stop this train. Hardy talked about not wanting hard knocks as well, possibly being a distraction. And even when the New York Jets were forced into hard knocks as well, you could clearly see that they begrudgingly had to deal with it. Aaron Rodgers himself talked about how, hey, they're shoving it down our throat, but there's nothing we could do. Mind-blowing, mind-blowing. But clearly, those comments have angered many in that building, and I believe that 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 hate, because it was top-tier hate, will add as fuel to the New York Jets this upcoming season. It's going to be us against everyone else. That's what it is. So salute and respect to you, Sean Payton. Because on my, in my personal opinion, you're flush. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you week five. We'll see you week five. We'll see you week five, uh, Coach Payton. We'll see what's up, all right? Now as we continue to talk about what's been going on here with the, with the New York Jets callers, we'll get to you guys in a second. Dalvin Cook did come and meet with the Jets. Okay, he absolutely did come and meet with the Jets. We saw him on the field as well. He walked around the training, uh, during training camp, excuse me, met with different people. We saw a meeting with Woody Johnson. We saw the Jets fan base as well going off when he was in the building too. You know, we heard Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. All right, listen. Fan base letting to be known that he is wanted and he is welcomed here, okay, when he decides to sign. And we all thought, you know, that he would sign that day, but to this point, he has not signed with the New York Jets, okay? He talked about it as well on ESPN, talked about how, you know, he's going to go sort things out, talk with his family, figure out if it's the best way, you know, for him to go, figure out what he wants to do going forward. But, you know, I have kind of a, a feeling that the New York Jets are probably number one on his list. Right? Tony Richardson, former New York Jets, great fullback, great player, and a great person, okay? I love Tony Richardson. Tony Richardson, in an interview, kind of tipped a hand and said that he, he knows some people within the Jets facility, and he said that the deal's you know, pretty much done, that Dalvin Cook at some point is going to be a New York Jet. Okay? Now, he said that before you know, Dalvin was on, training, on, on the field during training camp and things like that, but you know, Tony Richardson said he's got some inside information. So maybe you know, Cook's just sorting things out, and then we'll see him in green and right jersey. But to this point, to this point, Dalvin Cook has not signed with the New York Jets, and we'll see what's going on going forward, all right? Now, also, training camps have been looking really good, right? We've seen a lot of people out there making plays. Bam Knight, Alan Lazard, C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conner, Lucas Allen out there. We've seen Lazard getting real big in the red zone. Man, he's going up and getting footballs like crazy. A lot of things moving and shaking out there. We're also seeing Aaron Rodgers communicate with the defensive players, which is super dope to me to see, right? Why? Because – it's learning from each other, right? Iron sharpening iron, right? Now, what happens in this kind of – in this exchange of information is Aaron Rodgers gets to pick the brain of the defender. What did you see when we were setting up? When we came out of our set and we lined up, what did you think was going to happen? 
did what happened during the play, did it play out exactly how you read it pre-snap, right? That helps him come out and disguise things. Now, the Jets have a, a top defense in this league. Last year, we were fourth overall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a very quality defense, right? Tells him some things. He can sort some things out. Okay, I need to disguise things this way, this way, and that way. Because Whitehead is a really good safety in this league. So when he goes up against a lot of these other NFL defenses that we're going to face this year, he can have in his mind, well, Whitehead told me he saw it this way as a safety. I'm thinking that this safety out here, he's as good as Whitehead, but he's probably seeing it somewhere around that way. Let me disguise this and throw him off and destroy him, right? Then you look at it from Whitehead's standpoint. He can come out and exchange information with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers can tell him, well, this is what I saw. That's what I saw. He can now go to the defense and say, hey, look, Aaron Rodgers, we all know, phenomenal quarterback in this league, right? This is what he's seeing. He thinks you're, you're overplaying this side. He saw you leaning. He came out in this set. He didn't know the pressure was coming from here. Or he did know the pressure was coming from there. We've got to make adjustments like that. That makes them better against some of these top quarterbacks that we're going to play this upcoming season as well. You know? The mental chess game is big. So I really like Aaron Rodgers doing that exchange. We saw him with Whitehead. We saw him talking with Quentin Williams as well. So that stuff is huge. Training camp's going solid, man. We're also seeing a lot of guys step up and show out, man. Guys like Jason Brownlee. He had a little bit of an arm injury, but what we're hearing is nothing too big, but he made a one-handed catch today. Whoa! I'm talking, it was a crazy, okay? It was a crazy catch. It was wild. Jason Brownlee continues to flash, man. And this was a guy that I talked about consistently throughout the offseason. Okay? I talked about him before Denzel Mims was gone. He was a guy that I was talking about could possibly push Denzel Mims off this roster. This kid Brownlee is doing his thing. It's going to be very interesting as we continue to go forward, see how he's utilized. Maybe he'll play in the upcoming game against the Browns. Again, we'll see how that arm injury is going. But he's a guy at this point, man, that I could really see making the New York Jets rock. I mean, like I talked about that one-headed catch today, but we saw him beat Sauce on a play before for a TD. This guy is flashing all the time, and his relationship with Aaron Rodgers is growing by the day. We see that as well. So he's an exciting one. You know who else is exciting? Makai Becton. Makai Becton, he's feeling better and better every single day. Talked about he's put together a couple of really good practices, feeling like the strength in that knee is getting better and better. Uh, he came out today and talked about his knee. He also talked about, uh, you know, the situation with his knee as far as getting injured uh, this last season. It wasn't totally on the coaches. He said that he had the wrong surgery in 2021 and that he had to have another surgery to get it right, and that is what, you know, kind of cost him uh, issues with that knee because he had to get that another surgery in 2022. So, you know, he stepped up and said that. But let me tell you something. He's out here, and he, he looks really, really good. He looks good, and you can tell that he's feeling good. He talked about how he's getting his feet back underneath him, and Sulla has spoke about it as well. He's also talked about it as well. Becton has come out and said that he's, you know, open to playing right tackle. He wants to go out there, he wants to play, and he wants to start. So we're going to see what's going on, man, but he's working hard. He is working hard, and let me tell you something. A lot of people, you know, are down on Makai Becton. Uh, you know, I understand. You know, he's been, he's been missed for about two years, but let me tell you something. This guy's coming back, and he's doing his thing, and – him panning out for the New York Jets bodes well for us because if he can step up and get rolling, right, if he can step up and get rolling, let's say he takes that left tackle position, 
that's going to solve an issue for the New York Jets for years to come because we'll have a guy that's young enough to continue to flourish and grow with the franchise. That is big. That is really big, okay, especially, again, with all the questions that are along the offensive line, left tackle and right tackle being one of them, right, if this guy can step up and secure one of those spots and not only secure them but come back into the form that he was his rookie season, whoa, that is going to bode well for us because, again, we got A-Rod here. We don't want to run him for his life, right? Let this guy make plays in the pocket. Let him do what A-Rod does, which is shred up defenses. We don't need him, you know, back there with a linebacker or a defensive end, you know, chasing him all over the place or hitting him constantly. We don't want that. So if, uh, if Makai Beckton can get it rolling, and, again, the strength is in that knee, he's saying he's feeling better day by day, he will be playing in the Hall of Fame game. He will be, okay? And so will Zach Wilson. Okay, we'll get to the callers in one second, 515. 515- 6029639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Also, Savages in the chat. I see you. Jets mess. Deshaun Lattimore will come to you in a second. Put your questions in the chat, Savages, if you have any, and I will come to you, uh, you know, with these in between these calls, and we'll have a discussion with y'all as well. Don't be shy. Y'all don't be shy anyway, <laughs> but definitely don't be shy. Uh, you know, so especially, uh, you know, the, the questions along the offensive line, as we continue to have those type of discussions, if, Pan, if, if Beckton can sort out and pan out, that would be big. Um, and then you look at this offensive line as a whole, there's a lot of questions outside of just Makai Beckton. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson, hey, is he going to step up this upcoming season? He had a very questionable season last season, wasn't very good. Is he going to have a bounce back year this year? You look at the center position, Tipman, McGovern, to this point, Tipman has really been working with the third team. The second team, sometimes third team, it's looking like Connor McGovern is the guy that's in the lead for the center position. Even though it's going to be a battle, we got to see who's going to shake out there. But let's say Connor McGovern is the guy they go with. Connor McGovern wasn't the best last season as well. Can he step up and become better than we saw last season? ATV coming back from that injury. We'll see what's going on. Let me tell you something. ATV was an all-pro caliber guard. You know what I'm saying? All-pro caliber guard. I think he is phenomenal, right? We've got to see what he comes back, you know, looking like after that injury. I think he'll be fine. Then you've got a question mark there, right tackle as well. Is it Max Mitchell? Is it Billy Turner? Is it going to be Makai Becton? You know, to this point, Dwayne Brown, he's still on the pup. Everybody's screaming about Dwayne Brown. He's still on the pup list right now. Never mind the fact he's going to be like 38 years old, you know. And there's big questions about him too. Can he stay healthy for a full season? He missed time last season as well. So, you know, the offensive line is definitely something that's going to be focused on. The offensive line is definitely have a lot of question marks about it. And people are absolutely right and, and justified in being concerned about the Jets' offensive line going into the season. That's one of the most uh, question mark field position groups on the offense. So, listen, we got quite a bit to discuss tonight again. You know, <laughs> training camp is being crazy. We got the Hall of Fame game coming up. Keep in mind, not only will Makai Becton play in that game, but so will Zach Wilson. Mmm. My boy, Zach Wilson, right? Everybody kind of, you know, has wrote him off, left him for dead. Let me tell you something. Zach Wilson has been looking all right through camp. He's been making plays out there. He's had some days where it's been down, but he's been making some crisp throws out there, some crisp throws, okay? All right, so we're going to see him go out there, and I'll tell you what, the only thing I really want to see from Zach Wilson in this upcoming game against the Browns is I want to see him go out there and have a command of the offense. That's another thing I think people are forgetting. Nathaniel Hackett, at least here as a new offensive coordinator here. He's implementing his scheme and the way he does things. Yes, they're still running things, you know, some concepts from the floor, 
But the way that Nathaniel Hackett runs his system, there's different ticks, there's different verbiage, there's different things that they're going to be going out there. You know, can they pick that up and go out there immediately and execute a lot of these things? To this point, right, in training camp, we've seen a lot of and heard a lot of talk about the defense really dominating. And the offense has had its days here and there, but for the most part, there's been miscues. There's been a lot of pre-snap penalties. You know, there's been miscommunications, which is going to get cleaned up, right? It's going to get cleaned up. But keep in mind that this is the first year, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's here. It takes some time. You know, there's only really a handful of guys that understand what this offense looks and feels like, have been within this offense, understand what it looks and feels like running at 100% with Aaron Rodgers under center with an NFL defense trying to take your head off. That's Billy Turner, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers himself, Nathaniel Hackett, right, Tim Boyle, right? Those guys, you know, are, are the guys that, uh, you know, understand what it's like here. So, you know. We'll see what's going on here and how it's moving and shaking there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see how things sort out. But it's going to be very interesting to see Zach Wilson and see what he can put together against the uh, Browns in the Hall of Fame game, okay? So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers again. Please be patient when you call in. We will get to everyone. Also, Aaron Rodgers talked about taking a 31, 35, excuse me, $35 million pay cut. Wow. He talked about that, and he talked about it basically, you know, being a decision that was very easy for him. You know, he said, hey, big names, you know, they may fall out during the trade deadline, and there may be some guys that can come in and help us, and, hey, I want us to be prepared, and that's why he gave that money back. That shows commitment to the New York Jets. That shows commitment to what, we're, what we've built. It shows commitment to Joe Douglas. It shows commitment to the football team. He's not just talking to talk, but he's walking the walk as well. All right, we'll be discussing that tonight. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. First caller I'm going to, we're going to hit these lines, all right? I'm going to my guy, Steve. Steve, I'm coming directly to you, okay? I'm coming directly to you. Steve salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Before we let Steve even talk, okay, just know, Steve, the savage. <laughs> Salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Steve, we're talking that talk. There's a lot of things moving and shaking right now with the New York Jets. What are your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett's response to Sean Payton's comments about uh, Nathaniel Hackett? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, it's always great to have you back on your show, um, even though we just thought we just recently spoke on Friday. But, you know, it's always great to hear from you from you, you know, talk about this football team. And, Joe, finally, we have a game this week. When I mean yeah, we have a game, yeah. oh, we have a game. But it oh, is yeah. a preseason game. You know, not all the starters are going to play in this game on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be fun to see football getting back. Now, before we do get into that, you know, listen, the thing about Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, you know, with the responses, you know, listen, they responded. They 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 needed to respond what they need to say, and all and all mm-hmm. we can just say is Joe, like you said earlier, we'll see you in week five. We'll yeah. see you in week yeah, five. We will. That's it. Listen, we gonna listen. We gonna see him in week five, Steve. I mean, he talked. He was talking crazy. He tried to walk it back. He's talking crazy. But I like the fact that again, you have Aaron Rodgers backing his coach up. We all know he loves Nathaniel Hackett. He said it's one of the favorite one of his most favorite coaches he's ever 
you know, dealt with in his career. And then again, we got Nathaniel Hackett saying, hey, look, I'm not going to let this sideline me. I'm not going to let this, you know, I'm not lose focus over the situation. We got a lot of great things here, and I'm focused on what we're doing here. So I like the way that they responded. Now, another question I have for you, Steve, Dalvin Cook came into the building, right? Everybody was hyped. Everybody was excited. We thought that he would be signed, okay? We thought that the deal would be done. There was a lot of talk, a lot of people with inside information. Deal's going to be signed. He's going to be done. Dalvin Cook then leaves the New York Jets facility without a deal. How are you feeling about that, Steve? I've talked to some Jets fans that are panicking, that think he will go elsewhere. How are you feeling about it? Are you worried that Dalvin Cook will not become a New York Jet? It, it, listen, I'm not, really, I'm not really, really too worried about it right now because obviously, because listen, Dalvin Cook may want to go explore, you know, look at other, at, at other teams, you know, like because maybe he wants to give like other teams like maybe a chance and see like, like what he what what he wants to do. I mean, listen, I know he I, I know he did say that he did like his visit with the Jets. He did like seeing all he did like meeting the players, you know, and the coaching staff. He even met with the owner Woody Johnson as well. But you know what? Listen, right now, Joe, we just have to just get things focused and and moving on with other things. We we just can't worry about Dalvin Cook right now. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Now as we're we're moving along and. And keeping it rolling, like you said, because we got a game coming up. We got to discuss this, man. Zach Wilson is going to be playing in this upcoming game against the Browns. What are your expectations for him, man? What are you expecting out of this guy, you know, in this upcoming preseason game, the Hall of Fame game? You know, let me. You know, let me say this about going into this game, because you know, you know, everybody all says, you know, every year, all oh, the preseason games are boring to watch. You know, the preseason games are this and that, you know. You don't really get to see all the starters play. You know something, though, Joe? This is actually a really, really, really big audition for Zach Wilson to see if he can get his career back where it needs to go. I mean, listen, he's in a brand-new offense, you know, going into this year. You know, he's now with a well-experienced offensive coordinator, and especially of what he's learned under Rodgers, you know, in camp. You know, the thing is, I am really, really excited to watch Zach play on um, on Thursday night when we go to um, Camden, Ohio, to play against the Browns, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a really, really, really exciting moment. And it's also going to be exciting because this is going to be the first time that Makai Becton has not been on the field since the first game of the year back in 2021 when he injured his leg that year. And everyone all says mm-hmm. to this day that, you know, that, 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 that he was to blame to get hurt on that play. Let me tell you something. If you guys ever go back to that first game of the year, and I said this to many other Jet fans, that if you go back to that game, a guy who used to play on, on, on our team, I'm not really going to bash him out. I mean, he was a terrible offensive lineman, but great Van <laughs> Rotten. I mean, yeah, yeah last name was old, but yeah. I called great Van Rotten. Because he was trash, that player. He was the reason why why Makai Becton got hurt on that play in that yeah. game. And, and you know, yeah. and you know, let me tell you, I can't wait for Becton to get on the field on Thursday. Yeah, I can't wait either. I'm really hoping that again that he feels good. He's been talking about the, you know, he's had some great practices that he's put together as well. Uh, things are feeling good. Things are feeling more natural. And he's talking about how. He's getting that strength back in that knee, that confidence in that knee. So 
so that he can go out there and do his thing. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Steve. How do you feel about him coming out and saying that he's open to playing right tackle, even though, again, we heard, you know, last season the pressure from playing right tackle caused the issue uh, with his knee. What are your thoughts about him now turning around saying, hey, I'm open to playing right tackle? Do you feel like that shows that he's gaining more and more confidence in the strength of that knee? Yeah, no, it, it definitely, it definitely, definitely shows. I mean, listen, it's it, 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 it's just that I just think he's just really, really excited to finally get back on the field for the very first time since you know, since um, since 2021. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't expect him to get back on the field. And and I know that Becton has even said before, like, listen. If I got to do the right tackle position, I will do the right tackle position. I know he won't be too crazy about it, but I know that the one thing he is doing is he wants to win a starting job. But I know he's got Mm -hmm. a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of work to do. But you know something? We're going to see it on Thursday. Yeah, we absolutely will now as we continue to look at this offensive line. There's a lot of things moving and shaking. What are your thoughts about Pittman? What are you expecting out of him? I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be out there playing as well. Are you excited to see him out there? Oh, absolutely. I'm excited because I know for a fact that mostly all the rookies are, are going to play in this game mm-hmm. on, on Thursday. But the one player that I've been looking forward to, and we've spoken about it before, Jason Brownlee, man. Jason yep. Brownlee. Man, I, yep. I don't know if you if you can see those one-handed catches. catches. Yeah. Pretty soon, I, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know about you, Joe. I think I'm going to have to be in the mood for a brownie Sunday. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, Steve, Jason Brownlee has been looking phenomenal. I talked about him, you know, before camp, that he was a guy that can move and shake, and he has really shown up and been showing out. I think he's a guy that's going to push to make a roster, and I, I'm going to be excited to watch him as well. And you talked about the defense a bit, too. Listen, Will McDonald, all the other rookies is going to be out there. I think Zaire Barnes should be out there as well. Uh, Jared Bernard. There's so many guys that I cannot wait to see out there moving and shaking, going out there, making plays, you know, getting their feet underneath them and getting getting things rolling. But especially Will McDonald. Yeah. If he's out there, ooh, it's going to be exciting. I want to see if he's going to be able to get a sack in yeah. his first preseason game. Do you think it will happen, Steve? Hey, Joe. Yeah, Joe. One one thing is, you know, about this game is, listen, on Thursday – there's not really going to be any starters we're going to see on Thursday. Like, for us, mm-hmm. there's going to be no Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be no Brees Hall. There's going to be mm-hmm. no Sauce Gardner, no Garrett Wilson, uh, no C.J. Mosley. No, none of the William brothers are going to play in the game. Um, like, most of our, our, of our main starters are not going to play. And listen, we're, the same thing's going to happen, too, with the Browns on Thursday. Like, no Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. no Nick Chubb, yep. no Amari Cooper. Listen, the real test is going to be when we see that team much later in the year on December 28th yeah. and week 17th, right after Christmas. Yeah, this, exactly. This is, you know, it's preseason. And, again, I, everyone has their different, you know, thought processes about, you know, not, not putting guys out there and not putting your starters out there. Of course, we've heard Seller already say that they're, he's not going to play his starters until possibly the Giants game, if that, right? You know, we, we can talk about that a little bit later as well, but – you know, and you know this is all about Joe, getting those guys out there and the backups out there and getting them out there and Joe, having them Joe, run and Joe, go out there and try honest. to make plays the best that they can. Go ahead. Yes, and Joe, I'm going to be honest with you just really quickly mm-hmm. about Aaron Rodgers. I know that Robert Sala did say earlier that there is a chance that he would play in the final preseason game 
against the Giants. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest yeah. with you, Joe, and listen, you may not like this opinion or not. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers taking a snap at all. Wow. At all. Because if one wow. move happens to Rodgers, and if he gets hurt, mm-hmm. hurt, and if he gets hurt really badly, it, 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 it mm-hmm. won't be good. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I disagree with that. And here's why I disagree with that. This is a new offensive – we have a new offensive coordinator here in Nathaniel Hackett. He's installing, you know, what he's installing with his offense, different picks, different stuff that he wants to do. Again, we know there's a lot of familiarity with Mike LaFleur's system that was ran here, but this is a different different offensive coordinator, different mind, right? Of course, we have some guys that here that know, you know, what's going on that have been in this offense, Tim Boyle, Aaron Rodgers, Lethal, uh, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Billy – Billy Turner, you know, those, those guys, they know what's going on. But we have a host of other guys that are still, you know, trying to pick things up. C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conklin, uh, Garrett Wilson, Nicole Hardman, who's brand new to the Jets, and he's, you know, within this offense. There's a host of other guys as well, especially you look along our offensive line outside of Billy Turner. You know, a lot of those guys are trying to pick it up too. And so when you look at this situation, especially with the New York Jets in the situation we're in right now, expectations are extremely high. We have six primetime games, possibly seven. Of course, we're going to be on hard knocks. The fanfare is out of the door. Like, everything is crazy. Heck, uh, Method Man was at training camp today. You know, if if you didn't know, you know, the the Method Man, Wu-Tang forever, okay, he was at training camp today. Every camera is focused on the New York Jets, and our schedule is riddled with killers. I mean, we play some really tough teams, especially early, right? We play teams like the Chiefs. We play teams like the Bills early, Cowboys, the Patriots are always well-coached, the Eagles. There's so many good teams, Chargers. I can keep going on about the list of good teams that we play this upcoming season. The New York Jets offense has to come out hot out the gate. We have to start hot. We have to. Because every team this year, right, and we could talk about the Chiefs and, and the Bills. Those are great teams. But even the teams that we don't think are good, even the teams that we feel like we should steamroll, they're going to come out and play against us like they're in the Super Bowl because they know everybody's going to be watching, everybody. The lights are going to be the brightest when the New York Jets roll into town. So I feel like just to to get some type of momentum, especially with some of the questions that we have at critical key position groups like the offensive line, just to set yourself up for some good mojo flowing into the season, just let the guys play a series. That's it. Just a drive. Have Aaron Rodgers and you guys go out there just for a drive. I'm not saying a full game. I'm not saying a full quarter. I'm not saying three quarters. Nothing like that. I'm just saying give them a series so they can go out there and just get that feel of what it's like to be out there together with Aaron Rodgers under center. You know, that, that's my big thing. What are your thoughts now, Steve? You know, listen, Joe, Joe, listen, I understand you make some good points. And if, let's say if Aaron Rodgers does have to play in the final preseason game, listen, I would only let him play one series, and, and, and that would be it. Like, even if, let's say, if you don't score, that's okay. I don't care. Get off the field, and we'll get ready for the first week of the game against Buffalo. But, you know, listen, mm-hmm. the end of the day, it is Coach Sala's decision on what he does. But as of right now, as of what Coach Sala did say, he is still not going to have Rodgers, you know, play in in any of the preseason games. And listen, there have yeah. been at times in the past too, Joe, where he didn't play in the preseason games, even when McDaniel Hackett was with him in Green Bay. 
and look, he was still an MVP quarterback. But the only yeah, thing no, is, listen. Joe, 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 because the, the one ahead, thing ahead. is, listen, if they're going to play in the preseason games, you know, going down the road, that, but the one thing that we always have to hope for is at the end of the day is that they is that everyone gets out of that game healthy. That's the one thing yeah. I care about. So, yeah, yeah. So, no, listen, that, that's, you're absolutely you're talking facts, and I get what you're saying. Yeah, of course, there's been preseasons where he didn't play, but he was around people that were extremely familiar and had been in that system for, you know, more than a year. Uh, you know, there with Nathaniel Hackett and LaFleur when he was with the Packers, and all, that's fine, but this is, this is year one in the system for a lot of guys that are here. So me personally, I would like to see them run for a series, but we know Sulla has already, you know, talked about not putting his starters out there until – the game against the Giants, okay? But, you know, it is what it is. Now, my final question for you, Steve, because you've been talking that talk, we got Revis and Klecko, okay? Revis and Joe Klecko going into the Hall of Fame. Give me your thoughts about those two great Jets getting that at that fanfare, getting that recognition by the NFL, man, and becoming Hall of Famers. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, you know, listen, I never really watched Joe Klecko a lot because, listen, Joe Klecko always played in the 1980s. The one thing I remember, the only thing I could remember about Joe Klecko was was that he was um, was that he was the uh, a member of the uh, of the New York Stock Exchange. But you know, and listen, I'm happy for Joe Klecko. And not only that, the Jets will put him in the Ring of Honor at halftime in Week Number Four on Sunday Night Football against Kansas City. So, so congratulations to Mr. Klecko. But I got to mm-hmm. talk to you about Revis. You know, let me tell you. Talk to me. I watched me. Darrell Revis when I was in high school, and let me and let me tell you something. I remember back in 2007, Mike Tannenbaum was aggressive in that draft, and we traded up to the number 14th pick to select Darrell Revis. And and a lot of fans were like, okay, we ended up picking this corner out of Pittsburgh. Let's see what this kid can do. So, I remember Joe. If you remember when Revis's career began, one of the worst games he had his rookie season was the first game of the year when he got torched by Randy Moss. Like, if you remember that game when he got torched by Randy Moss, the first game of the year against New England in 2007, and everybody was all calling Revis a boss and all of this stuff. But Revis learned. And then, and then towards the end of 07, he started to get a lot better. That in 2008, he was getting better and better as well. Then came that amazing season he had, which we called Revis Island in 2009. You know, I remember that he got his revenge on Randy Moss a couple of years later when the the Patriots came to to the old Giants stadium. And the Jets won that game 16-9, and Giants stadium was so electric, like, I even went to a couple of games that year when I watched Revis just pick off a player. Each and every week he always would intercept the player. I remember another one of the best games he had back in 2010, and I was actually just watching this as a highlight, Joe, before you got me onto the show. That game against Detroit when he only gave up one catch for 13 yards on Megatron that game yep. in Detroit that yep. year. Do you remember that game? Let me tell you, oh, yeah. Darrell Revis oh, yeah. to this day goes down, in my opinion, as one of the best players that ever played for the New York Jets. 
Now we now mm-hmm. we have that corner in soft now. And the thing is with, with, with I mean, here's the thing I will say this. Darrell Revis and Sauce Gardner are two totally different players. Revis was always the player that always knew how to cover, but Sauce was all, is like not only can Sauce cover, but Sauce is also physical as well. Like, I remember the one thing I loved about Revis was when Revis would always go up against those big, tall receivers. Like, if anybody remember from that yep. AFC Divisional Playoff game in, in San Diego, how the Jets gave no one a chance because the defense was so small and the offense of the Chargers was so big. Well, guess what? We, we ended up beating the Chargers that day, 17-14, to 14, when Revis made that amazing interception off, off his back. You know, Darrell Revis, Re, Revis, let me tell you something, he earned his way into the Hall of Fame, and I am so happy for him. Once when he, got in, when, when he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, I even said this to myself, Joe, we're going to the Hall of Fame game. And guess what? We're going mm-hmm. to the game on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, well, congratulations. Listen, Steve, this is a phenomenal call from you. Man, let me give you a hand, man. Give him a hand. Yeah. Give Steve a hand. This is a darn good call. Thank you. All right, all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Not too much, Okay. I'm not paying y'all for the extra clap, okay? Steve was good. He was great. He gave us some great takes, but slow down. All right, slow down, everyone. Listen, Steve, it was phenomenal to speak with you. I want to thank you for coming, calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? All right, Joe. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Steve calling in with some fire, okay? We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515 9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking our callers. Salute to Deshaun Lattimore in the chat. Salute to you. He says, Aaron said he wouldn't mind playing in the preseason. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers did say that, and he wouldn't mind playing some preseason football. And like I said earlier, look, I'm not bashing Coach Sella. I'm not doing that. And I understand that everybody's excited about what the Jets are doing and what we have here, and there's a lot to be excited about. But keep in mind, again, 973 will come to you in a second. Keep in mind that this is a, a new offensive coordinator trying to install, you know, his system here and the way that he does things. And there's a bunch of guys on his team that are just, you know, getting up to, you know, up to speed with what's going on here. Again, we're hearing C.J. Uzama talk about every day. He's learning something new from Mario Rogers every single day. Also, if you look at training camp, if you've been following it from the beginning until now, the offense has kind of been up and down, right? We've heard a lot about, there's been some great days, some flashes, some great throws here and there. But for the most part, our defense has really been, you know, putting that work in. Our offense is coming along, though, right? And that's usually what happens, especially in that first year. But we've heard about a lot of miscommunications, miscues, pre-snap penalties as well. Uh, you know, some issues along our offensive line here. We've also heard about our offensive line getting beat up by our defensive front. And maybe that's just because our defensive front is that dominant. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you got Q, you got Lawson, you got some boys out there. But they're, you know, there's some guys that still need to figure out where they're going. So getting eight out there on the field and having him under center, again, for just a drive, a drive or maybe two drives in a preseason game, you know, a couple preseason games, I think would bode well for the New York Jets offense because they have to hit the ground running this season. They have to. We face too many killers this year too many great teams to be coming out and trying to, 
you know, really get rolling. Because I'm telling you, you off the bat we play in the Bills, and we know the Bills defense is serious business. So put that in the chat. Give me, what you, give me, a, give me your thoughts on that, folks. We'll keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639 is the number. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. New callers, just know, okay, I do not allow show. I do not allow cursing on my show. Okay, you curse on my show, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Denzel Mims. <laughs> I'm a double up. Faster than we got Elijah Moore up out of here. I'm a triple up. Faster than we got Jamal Adams out of here. Whoa, that was fast. Boy, you complain, and Joe Douglas will get your behind up out of here. <laughs> he will get you out of here fast, huh? he get you out of here fast. All right? It is what it is. Also, please subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Okay, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also, hit the thumbs up button, okay? For those of you that haven't already, please hit the thumbs up button. It helps the show get shared across platforms okay or across youtube all right <laughs> oh man that was a double that was a triple up right there i'm telling you you complain joe douglas will get you gone he'll get you gone fast got rid of elijah moore all right we got some capital back got rid of jamal adams everybody's celebrating that trade now i remember your boy was out in the wind by himself for like two years i was the guy screaming get that guy up out of here nobody wants to hear me <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you, boy. You know, I was by myself, just alone, out on the street, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It was just me by myself, all right? But now everybody's celebrating the trade. Okay, cool. I told you. All right. 515 <laughs> is the number. Call in. The lines are open. Next, we're going to go to 973. 973, I'm coming directly to you, Okay. Nine seven. Salute to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Give me your thoughts. We got a lot of things moving and shaking right now with the New York Jets. We got uh, yeah. Daniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers responding to Sean yeah. Payton's comments. What are your thoughts about the comments, and what are your thoughts about their responses? Well, I'll say one thing. Will Hackett be able to hack it? First of all, that's the question right there. And I was not particularly thrilled <laughs> with the comments that were made. I mean, he had no right to say it whatsoever. I thought it was very insulting. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he may be in charge, but, you know, there are some things you just don't say. I mean, that, that's, like, that's like personal bashing right there. So, anyway, yeah. even yeah. though this is a preseason game, you know, I actually am looking forward to it. You know, it's been building up to the hype. Um, you know, I don't know if Rogers is going to play, you know, this game or not, but, you know, it's it's um, looking very positive. And in past pre, uh, and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I just mm-hmm. hope that, you know, that, you know, Aaron Rodgers can, you know, live up to the hype. You know, he's been on a downward spiral for the last, oh, three or four years. I mean, he's not the same as he was when he was, you know, with the Super Bowl winning Packers. But, you know, he also had a lot of, uh, you know, tension going on and didn't want to be the team. Or now maybe he can put that aside and maybe give the Jets, you know, a good season and hopefully avoid that late-season crash we had last season. I mean, we were on the well. That, on the outside looking in the playoffs. Hold on a second. There, I, hold on. I want, I want to answer that what you were saying. I don't mean to cut you off. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be okay. All right. I think there was a lot of factors there uh, with Green Bay that was 
you know, that caused a lot of that issue. A lot of it was talk about his thumb, that him having yeah. issues with that thumb is what really caused a lot of problems, especially when we know he's a quarterback. He's mm-hmm. got to use that hand to throw. So that was a lot of issues as well. And we saw that there was a lot of turmoil behind the scenes as well with the front office, him in the front office, and we saw that relationship. So a lot of things, you know, I think went sour there. He's moved on and he's here now. I think that we'll get a solid, you know, Aaron Rodgers. And let me tell you something. If Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have to be, right? And, of course, I think he'll be a top five quarterback in this league, me personally. But Aaron Rodgers could be a top 10, top 15 QB, and I think the New York Jets would be in a perfect position to compete in the playoffs and possibly make a run. Look at where the New York Jets were with bottom of the barrel, no disrespect, right, but bottom of the barrel quarterback play last season. It was very up and down. From Zach Wilson, Mike White was solid until he got his ribs jacked up, and then things just went off the rails for him as well, right? We still had a chance to make the playoffs with six games left, and we couldn't win one of them. As bad as the Jets' offense was last season, and it was bad, it was bad, as bad as they were and as up and down as we were, we still had a chance to make the playoffs with six games left in the season, and we couldn't get one damn W. Not one. As a matter of fact, yeah. in three of those games, the New York Jets offense didn't even score a touchdown. I mean, what in the world is going on? Flush that. Yeah. I'm flushing that poop. That was poop. <laughs> like that was, that. It was bad. That is really bad. So even with that, right? We were still yeah. in a position to get things done. Even if you go back and you watch exactly. that Vikings game, New York Jets had a ton of chances in the red zone and couldn't punch the ball in, right? We get two scores well, in that game, we win easily. The yeah, Jets defense was phenomenal. Fourth overall last season, and the, they, were, they literally were on the field all game. Aaron Rodgers here now with what we have here as well, Alan Lazard out there as well at wide receiver, Garrett Wilson continuing forward, taking the next step. This offense should be way better than it was last season. But give me your thoughts. Go ahead. Well, because you're uh, mentioning Wilson, I mean, I don't think Wilson was able to cut it last year, and that was a problem. If it was for Mike, you know, if Mike White wasn't hurt, he could have been a perfect, you know, substitute for Wilson, but he got hurt, and that's what put the nail in the coffin right there. The Jets can't stay healthy. That's the big problem. You know, if our if our quarterback can stay healthy, maybe we can be in contention to get you know better than we did last year, and maybe get a playoff spot. But they always mm-hmm. seem to mess it up and get healthy by one injury after another. I mean, I don't know if the team is mm-hmm. cursed or not, but you know, every time we mm-hmm. look to see something happen, the opposite occurs. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got. That's what we have to avoid. I mean, because personally, I will with Mike White. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's gone well, now. Betty White. Zach Wilson is. Yeah, my, Zach Wilson is still here, and this is going to be my question for you because you were talking about the, you know, we we're talking about the the upcoming game against the Browns. Give me your thoughts. Yes. What are you expecting out of Zach Wilson when he steps on that field in the Hall of Fame game? What do you want to see? See him, and I like Cleveland to be honest. With you. But you know, Zach has to avoid you know getting injured. If they can do that, maybe they can you know measure up this season. I don't see much of you know getting anything from Cleveland, you know, because they are well the mistake on the lake. That's what they're known as. So I think it should be, you know, a fairly easy game for us. And, you know, we'll see how we'll see how Wilson holds up. If he can, you know, get past, you know, these getting uh, injured, like in the first – because in the, in the first preseason game last year, guess what? He was injured. Yeah. 
I mean, you he know, can, he, he, he was moving. He tried to tried to make a cut against yeah. Billy and, and did jack up his knee. <laughs> but you know, he was yeah. able to he was able to get back on the field. But yeah, you know, you definitely want to come out of this preseason with everybody healthy. So th- you make it a good point right. there. Now, my final question for you, my friend, give me your thoughts, man. Revis, right? Darrell Revis, Joe Klecko going into the Hall of Fame. Give me your thoughts about that situation. How excited are you to well, two great Jets to get into the Hall? Two great Jets is right. Darrell Revis, Jets, and Joe Klecko from, you know, when I was growing up, he was the Jets. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. most with uh, Gaston and thing, you know, that was, that was the Jets team of the 80s. Okay, we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but we were competitive. We made it to the, um, we made it to the playoffs considerably. The Jets were good in the 80s. People seem to forget that. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. but, and Klecko was, was part of the reason. In fact, it was one of the main reasons why we were good back then. So, yeah. Klecko, long overdue for the Hall of Fame. Long overdue. Yeah. Finally paid yep. off. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, Joe Klecko, I've talked about it with multiple people. Long overdue. I mean, this guy made the Pro Bowl across the, with three positions across the defensive line. He was insane. Part of the sack exchange. I mean, four-time Pro Bowl. He, he did so many great things yeah. for the New York Jets. He should have been in a long time ago. A long yeah, time ago. I remember ago. when I was And I mean, Revis, like, uh, yeah. yeah, Revis is just, come on. That guy was the first ballot Hall of Famer. You look at what he was able to yeah. do from the cornerback position. I mean, he played against really good wide receivers, too. It wasn't like he was playing against scrubs and bums, nothing like that. At the top of the top, he was there. Megatron. Uh, you know, Randy Moss, the name, the list goes on and on against mm-hmm. top receivers that he would face on a weekly basis. He was a guy that followed the number one weapon, okay? Yeah. Wherever you was at, he was going to be there too, okay? So he was following you around, yeah. and he was going to shut you down, and when he got his clamps on you, you were done. You were no longer a part of the offense, not the offensive game no. plan for whatever team that you played for. So just to show his dominance, that guy literally shut down a whole side of the field, by himself with whoever he was covering. It was it was insane. You just didn't throw at him. And that's why when Asante Samuels was running his mouth, talking about stats and interceptions and that only matters. We talked about corners. Uh, the interceptions and the stats ain't high because nobody wanted to throw at him, dog. <laughs> nobody even, <laughs> even thought, hey, maybe I should chuck this ball in Revis's direction. That's not even a logical yeah. thought. You just don't do it because it's Revis, right? Oh. So. You know, to see him get into the hall is phenomenal as well. I'll give you the final words. Yeah, I mean, you know, because, you know, like I'm 53 now, and I remember when I was like 11, 12, and Klecko, you know, was was in there and, you know, made the, made the Jets, you know, uh, the team of like um, the our division before before Buffalo uh, became, you know, mm-hmm. what they are now. And before the team I know I call them, you call them the Patriots. You know, the Jets were right up there, you know, in the AFC East. All I think yeah. was Miami. The Jets were the yeah. Jets were good in nineteen eight. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people seem to forget that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, well, here's the reason why. Because I've been yeah. a Jets fan. You're, you know, you're talking like that talk. Yeah, you know, I've you're been a Jets fan talk, for man. like. Uh, let's see. I'm fifty three. I've been a Jets fan for like the last uh, forty six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I Listen, am. You're talking that talk. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. It's been phenomenal to speak with you. I got to slide off. You have yourself a good one. Listen, we're talking that talk, man. Joe Klecko, Revis getting into the Hall of Fame. We'll keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. Call in. Rusty, we see you. Other callers as well. 
Hold on. Salutes to Venom G's in the chat. He says, facts, Joe. I'm telling you, I understand a lot of people, okay, are talking about preseason. They don't want to see Rodgers take a snap, and I get it. You know, there's a couple guys here that understand, again, what this looks like in game time, in real game time with the defense trying to kill you. They know what it's like to have Aaron Rodgers under center, be right next to him, but there is a host of guys that are new to this situation, and they're learning and getting that momentum, getting your feet you know, under you at this point in time, taking those snaps in preseason with Aaron Rodgers there, maybe a drive or two drives preseason game, at least a drive. I would be comfortable with at least a drive, I think would really help the offense gain momentum, especially with so many question marks along our offensive line. I don't know, man. You know, but again, I love Robert Sella, and I get where he's coming from. I'm now bashing him. All right, we're gonna get back to the lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. Salute all savages in the chat as well. Jets, Mess, Lashawn, Venom, everybody in there. Throw your questions in there. I see y'all come to y'all in between calls. We'll get to it. I'm only one man. Okay. Next, we're going to Rusty. Rusty, we're coming directly to you. And before we let Rusty even talk, for those of you that do not know, that man Rusty, he's a savage. Listen, Rusty, Rusty, salute to you. Thank you for calling in. You know, I love talking to you about this team. Listen, Rusty, we got a lot to cover, okay? Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Hackett responded to the comments that Sean Payton made about Nathaniel Hackett, what are your thoughts about what they had to say? Thanks for that nuclear heat for the furnace. What idiots. <laughs> We're going to kill them. It's great. I, I, <laughs> it, 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 you know, like the first, the first thing, like, you know, I'm so, like, you know, pissed at it, but like I was mad at first. And then, you know, it's sinking after a couple of minutes. I'm like, Wow. Like, you know, like Clemens just popped into my head, you know, just with giving the baseball bat and his newest, what he said at the press conference with, you know, I'm a bleep, you guys just got to bleep the monster. So uh, I just started laughing. I was like, he's dead. Then I felt like the Russian from Rocky, you know, like he dies, he dies. <laughs> it's all, oh, man, Denver, yo, man, we're going to put up, <laughs> seriously, we're, we're going to put up probably like an 80 burger plus on him. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be like that. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, you know, all, there's gonna be no holding the dogs back at all, and the, you know, mm. don't feed the dogs for a couple of days and just stick them loose on a freaking a Denver Bronco and just, just go ham. Uh, oh, yeah. they're dead. And the Denver, I guarantee you, the team, you know, like that Denver Broncos team was looking at Peyton like, bro, that's something you say in a locker room. <laughs> you don't, you don't say to a reporter. They're dead. <laughs> Man, let me man, let me tell you something, Rusty. When I heard those comments immediately, I said, Oh boy, he has stepped in some dog doo doo, okay? He should not have said those things. I knew off the jump, oh, this is gonna be this is bulletin board material. Right? We always Oh yeah. We the mainstream media is enough. They've been hating enough. All of a sudden Aaron Rodgers becomes a jet, you know, that's Broadway material, man. That's bigger than bulletin. 
<laughs> yeah, like, you know, Aaron like Times Square stuff. What an idiot! Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a bum from the media now, from mainstream media. Oh, this, you know, the Jets are—they're just—they're hyped up. They're not going to be that real. But now we get to put you on a bulletin board too. You in the league, dog? We gonna yeah. We gonna see you this year. <laughs> and you that's, that's what I mean. Right? Like he's in the Times Square section, like Sean Payton's gun, bro. He's. Uh, and Roger said it correctly too, man. He he's already know he's drowning. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Go go ahead. He he knows he's drowning. He knows that he's in a situation. Oh, yeah. Right where he he's got to drum up something. But my thing is like, why use us? And then to come out and try to act like the New York Jets are grandstanding, like we wanted hard knocks. No, no, nobody wanted hard knocks on the Jets staff. They all tried to turn it down. It was a complete like, opposite. What are you talking what? about, man? Yeah. Oh, what are you talking about, man? Complete opposite, one eighty of a statement, you know. Yeah, what? He, he's, what are you he's a McIdiot, dude. I don't know. <laughs> he's a McIdiot. <laughs> Thank God. Oh man. man. Oh man. Times have changed. Mind blowing. It was mind blowing. Really not, I'm telling you, that was completely. Not. But again, you know, again, Nathaniel Hackett brought it about. He said, "Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised. You know that I'm not surprised." That he was running his mouth, you know, I'm just surprised that, you know, it happened this early. You know, he'd been saying this. You know, he'd been doing this. So, Nathaniel Hackett knows what time it is, and he also let yeah. people know, hey, look, I'm focused. I'm not I'm not bothered by it. I'm staying focused. I'm not going to, you know, let this distract me whatsoever or distract what we're trying to do in this building, and that's big as well. So, as we yeah, continue to and, move and on, I though, think, Rusty, I think, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. But, oh, oh all no, right. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I think Hackett, I think Hackett, too, knows, like, he's not a coach. He knows that he's not, like, a good coach. He's like, all right, but I'm a hell of an offensive coordinator. <laughs> he's like, I'm no Gase. You know, like, Gase is, mm-hmm. I, I think he got kicked out of, like, high school football in Michigan or something. Like, in Flint, Michigan. I don't even know. I know that he was, I know he was a high school coordinator, not even coach, though. You're like, oh, yeah. man, that's how much he got degraded. So, I, yeah. And his, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I like Hackett. He's, like, solid but not, you know, he's, like, high energy but not solid. You know what I mean? Like, he's an offensive, yeah. I don't know. And he's just, like, he's his dad, he's grandfathered in legit and blood to the West Coast mm-hmm. system. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and Sean Payton can say whatever he wants. He's still, you know, what is, he's a Parcells boy. And he's the last of yeah. them. And he's fading out. And he's in the deep end, and you know that life per save, life ugh, whatever the lifesaver mm-hmm. thing. He's he's yeah. in the depths. He knows it, man. And that's why he's just doing that. Rogers was right, you know. That ayahuasca yeah. is working, God. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. good stuff. I guess you know. Do you? Know, you. It's, it's crazy. It, what's crazy about it is a lot of people are talking about you know Nathaniel Hackett. Even even then, I've gone back and forth with a lot of people talking about Nathaniel Hackett and. You know, things not working out with the Denver Broncos. And I want to remind people that sometimes coaches go places and it's just it's just not a, not a good fit. Things just don't work yep. out. It happens, okay? Let me remind you folks of somebody, okay? Because I've gone back and forth with quite a lot of people about this. Does anybody remember Todd Bowles, right? When we hired yep. him, everybody was oh, we excited. He came here. He wasn't that good of a head coach, right? There was issues, time yep. management, all kind of issues with him, right? Him and McCagan, yep. all the stuff we went through with them and the team. We get rid of Todd Bowles. What does he do? He goes over to Tampa Bay. If you look at what he was able to do in Tampa Bay, it's phenomenal. Talk to those people in Tampa Bay about all the credit that they give him for winning that Super Bowl. That man put together a defensive game plan 
that literally made Patrick Mahomes look like a human being. I've never seen him look yeah. like a human, ever. I've never seen he him look like them. a human being ever in any game as much as I saw him look as human as he did against Todd Bowles and his defense. Todd Bowles put together great defensive plans all throughout that year, right? So much I forgot so, where he right? came he from before we got him, too. I thought he won a Super Bowl with somebody else before we got him, too. I can't remember who, though. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, he, he, was, he was so good there, right? But guess what? When Arians decided to move on and go on about his way and get out of coaching, they gave Todd Bowles a head coaching job over there, and he's over there doing his thing. So sometimes things just don't work out. That doesn't mean that a yep. guy can't coach, and it dang sure doesn't mean that a guy can't be a good coordinator. Just because you maybe not getting it done, Right in in the spot, yeah. maybe you're not getting it done as a head coach. Doesn't mean you can't go somewhere and be a great coordinator, and maybe get another head coaching shot down the line. So I just yeah. What was that guy from the Texans? That. Not Callahan, uh, not that freaking idiot. The other guy before him, he was like mediocre but Phillips? not good. Are you talking well, about Wade, Wade Phillips too? Wade Phillips too. But yeah. I was not. Mm-hmm. I was talking about the other guy that has like the crew cut with the black hair. I can't remember him. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, but he's a hell of an offensive coordinator. He won Super Bowls. And you're right. Same thing with Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips mm-hmm. is a hell of a coordinator too, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So th- th- there's been guys out there that have done it. I just I just want to put that out there because I cannot stand when people just bash him and make. Well, he he he's a bad head coach and blah blah blah. Look, th- he's not a head coach here. You know, and again, sometimes guys go places and they don't work out. Cameron, salute to Cameron and, and Savage in the chat. He says uh, Arizona. That exactly, Arizona is where uh, Bowles was. So yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes things just yeah, don't work close. out. You know, they think, yeah, he was in there with the yeah. Steelers, right? In mm-hmm. the Super Bowl they yeah. lost, but I think yeah, yeah, man, things, things just don't work out. Yeah, salutes again to the Savages in the chat. Salute to Jennifer as well. I see you. Salute, salute Savage. Now, as we continue on, and we're talking about this football team. Give me your thoughts about this situation, Rusty. Dalvin Cook comes into the building, right? We all think he's going to be there. We're getting a lot of, a lot of people with inside information saying Dalvin Cook is going to be a jet. It's done. He's going to sign. He comes in, has his physical, goes to training camp. We see him at the training camp. We see him at the facilities walking around, right, in camp. But then he leaves the Jets facility not signed. What are your thoughts about this situation? Do you think that Dalvin Cook – will actually be a Jet, or are you concerned that he's not going to actually end up signing with the green and white? You're breaking up a little. Uh, you're breaking up, Rusty. You gotta, I don't know what's going oh, on. With you. Can you, there can you, go. you hear me? Go can you hear me better? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, Is this better, Joe? All right, my bad. That's I'm sorry, wonderful, yeah. Um, what do you call it? I, I, would, I would love it if he was, but mm-hmm. to me it's not end of the world if he isn't because – I don't know what Taylor might be a free agent. I really honestly don't want him just because of, you know, his indecisive moves, but I don't blame him too at Mm -hmm. the same time. Then there's also Kareem Hunt. I don't know why everyone's sleeping on Kareem Hunt. And he's like, like 2 million. That's a good name. Yeah. So yeah, heck yeah. And you never know, you know, with Devante or, you know, with Evans. So you don't know what's going to happen in Tampa Bay. And then you don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders if they bottom out. So, yeah. as far as running backs go, if Cook falls through, I wouldn't mind a Kareem Hunt because his discount, it works. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I Then I think we'd probably trade Michael Carter to, like, the Saints because mm-hmm. isn't Kamara in, like, some serious legal troubles? I don't think, like, he might not even play this season or something, right? 
Yeah, I know that there's some some situations going on with him. I don't exactly know what his status as far as playing, but there has been some stuff going on. Uh, my thought process about it is this, though, Rusty. I know that people are talking about, you know, bringing in Cook or other backs, right? But, and I want you to mm-hmm. give me your opinion on this. If we don't end up with Cook, okay? Okay, fine, right? Brees Hall, we'll see what happens going forward with him. I know there's a lot of talk that he probably is not going to start the season, and I think that the Jets I hope not. even dealing with – yeah, I think the Jets are even dealing with Cook kind of tips their hand to maybe they probably think that Brees is not going to be ready to start the season, which is fine. I don't want to see Brees yeah, on the field. Absolutely. He's 100% yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you don't rush we that. We all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah. all agree on that. So my thought process is why can't we go forward with Carter, Knight, and Izzy? Why can't we do that? Right? I'm I cool with that. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, look, I, I feel like a lot of people want to get rid of Michael Carter because of the season last just, season. Everybody knows I love Michael Carter. But I think that there was well, a not lot even of things that. that people don't uh, – yeah, there was a lot of things in play that I think a lot of people don't talk about, right? Well, I think, I with, think it's the Moore Carter, situation with Carter, to be honest with you, because he went out publicly well, against the Jets, So, yeah, and it doesn't I mean, work look, out look, well. I mean, even my boy Mims got the axe. Yeah, I mean, listen. Well, Mims asked for a trade directly. He wanted to be gone because he wanted to compete for the number one spot. A lot. Uh, That's true. Uh, listen, Carter did support me. Did support uh, Elijah Moore. Yeah. Elijah. Those down. But again, there was a lot of things, you know, going on, and that's his homie. So it is what it is. But I understand that. Yeah, so I don't blame mind, him. But I'm just saying. Yeah, keep in mind. There was a lot of things moving and shaking last season. You look at the offensive line. A lot of injuries. Our offensive line failed to open up holes. They struggled, you know, in the running game often, right? And even when the running game was working and things were able to get rolling, we would, saw, we would see Michael Flora often just go away from the running game, right, for no reason. Yeah, Remember he's there an idiot. It was like, okay, yeah, our running – and well, now he's gone. You have Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, here, he's right? an oval-headed so that's idiot. The, that's the, I can't stand him. <laughs> 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 like, uh, oh, front. I can't stand him. Now, now we got Nathaniel uh, Hackett here, right? And he's, he's yeah. everywhere he's been, right, even in Denver, he had a really good running game. Everywhere he's gone, no matter the back, he's had a solid running game. In Jacksonville, another place, everything's good there, right? So our offensive line, we think, is, is going to be okay this oh, shit, season. Jacksonville. You know how it's faked out, right? Okay. Oh, my bad. So, yep, go ahead. Sorry, I got distracted. Maybe Leonard Fournette, no. <laughs> nothing works through. Yeah, I, 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 yeah but, Hackett was with him. Yeah, Hackett was there. Oh, Hackett was there in Jacksonville. Yeah, with him, with Fournette yeah. and, and, uh, sorry, and Blake Bortles. You said well. Jacksonville, and my brain went to that. I'm sorry. Then you look at the situation with our quarterback, right? It was very easy to defend the New York Jets. You just stack the box and say, hey, Zach Wilson, beat me with your arm. He can't do that. You stack the box, you pause yep. and running lanes. There's nowhere to run. So I think a lot of that stuff is what we saw, and that's why um, we saw Michael Carter struggle last season the way that he did. But again, we've seen and we didn't use our tight end. Look at that Bengals game. Yeah, exactly. In our tight end position as well. Yeah, we, there was a lot. Of well, it wasn't really used. It was. It was getting. You know, it started the engine, but it wasn't. You know, pulled out of the driveway. I should yeah. say. You know. And so I understand people talking about trading Michael Carter, but I just feel like I want to see Michael Carter in a Nathaniel Hackett offense. I want to see this. Because oh, same here, but if we get another running back, he's gone. There's too many chefs in the why kitchen. Why does it have to be him? Let's have this discussion. Why does it have to be him? 
Why can't Why can't Bam Knight be the guy? Bam did awesome at the end of the. Bam did awesome as a replacement for. I've seen Michael Carter do it big. Go back and watch that Bengals game. Coming out the backfield, catching the football, him handing the ball to he was the single-handed reason why we won that game, right? He was on fire at one point. He was on fire, okay? Now, if you look at how Nathaniel Hackett utilizes his back, look at what he did in Green Bay with Jamal, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, those guys. Bro, Michael Carter can do all of that stuff. Michael Carter coming out the backfield is going to be a nightmare. And I think a lot of people are not talking about this either. And I want to get your thoughts on this. We talk about the weapons that we have here. We talk about Lazar, Garrett Wilson. We talk about the utilization of the tight end position, C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conklin, uh, Jeremy Rucker, who's coming on as well, who we're all excited about. I can't wait to see him in this upcoming preseason game as well. We talk about all these weapons, moving to shake Cole Hartman, all of this, right? But let me tell you something. Michael Carter coming out of the backfield with all of these weapons around him is going to be a nightmare for linebackers to deal with. Or safety, but it's probably going to be a linebacker. He is going to be a nightmare in the passing game. And I feel like a lot of people are not talking about that. Bruh, when he comes out the backfield, how are they going to keep up with him? How are they going to do that? I agree. We should just shouldn't have him in goal line situations because he, he, I don't know, he doesn't have power. Like, I love him. He just doesn't have power to where – he gets tackled, Bam just runs through that stuff. You know what I mean? And Bam is fast, too, man. He'll hit his head on the goalpost. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, well, Carter Carter doesn't have blazing speeds, but he has, with that, like, what, darty side-to-side speed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he'll put your hand on him because he's just going to zigzag. But that's a, the thing, too, man. Like, he, he, he can't run any, I don't know, his, like, first initial contact, he sort of, he sort of dies at the line, or he gets pushed back a yard to where Bam. I don't. He's, I, he always falls like a yard or two forward. So that's what I. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. But yeah, go ahead, bud. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I, I mean, didn't I, I, to I, cut don't, you I off don't like agree that. with that. Listen, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. That first year with Zach was very slippery. Very slippery. Oh yeah. He was getting away from guys. Healthy Michael Carter was getting away from guys, and and he was cooking people. He would slide off you, you bounce right off you and keep it rolling. I just think that Michael Carter, and look, I, I, I'm a realist here. Everyone knows I like Carter. Uh, He's also I, I, but I'm dealing with freaking the fraud, too. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, I, you, you got to give Rusty all of our offense a little bit of a break. So, I, I'm just, listen, you know, this looking is, out for listen, my dude. Michael Floor, Michael Floor, this is from Rusty. This is Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he hates Michael so Floyd. bad. For those of you that do not know, yeah, do. he can't stand him. Couldn't stand him when he Oh, uh, I just want to play the Rams so bad and just paint his guys on, weekly, on their backs. On a weekly basis, Rusty would call in simply to bash LaFleur, okay? So he can't stand him. But <laughs> I hate that listen, guy. Mike, Mike, Michael Carter, I think, would be phenomenal in the Nathaniel Hackett system with Aaron Rodgers being able to throw him the football, right? No more Zach. Uh, throwing the ball 15 guys, 15 yards over guys' heads, or 15 uh, yards behind them. I think I'm telling you. I think I think Carter would be solid, especially again going forward with Bam Knight and Izzy is another guy we're seeing real you know progress from in camp too. He's been putting on. Yeah, I'm really but, looking forward to seeing Abracadabra. Yeah. I I I'm really looking forward to seeing. It. I thought, dude, he's like the magic man. He's gear and then he's gone. It's great. It's like Talladega Nights in a way. 
That is true. I can't pronounce about. his name. I don't know. So I just call him Abracadabra, and then it makes sense. He's like the magic man, so it works. For me, anyway, my listen. stupid brain. Yeah, listen, as we continue to talk about this team, Rusty, because you bring in the heat, there's a lot of discussion about the just wide receiver position. And mainly, man, a lot of people, of course, we talk about Garrett Wilson, who's phenomenal. He's still dealing with the, you know, a rolled ankle, nothing crazy. They're just being very, you know, cautious with him. Uh, we talk a lot a about you know, uh, Corey Davis as well, who's dealing with a situation too. But everything seems like it's going to be all right with both of those guys. But let me tell you something. Jason Brownlee is showing I was just going to say out. that. My you see that Lord pluck one-hander Rusty. he did? Rusty. You see Rusty. that one-hand catch? That, shit, that was nasty. That was Watch. nice. Family show, family show, family show. Watch it. Let's I listen. said that shiz. That shiz. I've been listening oh, okay, to okay, Wu-Tang, okay, so okay, thank okay. goodness listen, I said shiz. You know, YouTube, you, YouTube be <laughs> tripping. <laughs> YouTube be tripping. But listen, Rusty, Jason Brownlee. Here we go. Let me tell you something. This guy is one-handed catches. We've seen him burn sauce on a play as well. This is a guy that's showing up and showing out. Give me your thoughts on him, Rusty, because he was a guy I talked about before camp, possibly pushing Denzel Mims out the door. Denzel Mims is now gone, right? And Jason is out there showing out. Give me your thoughts about him, man. It's, I mean, it's awesome, but it's weird, too, because how tall – what, he, he's listed at 6'2". Yo, he does not look like he's 6'2". He looks like he's mm. like Lazard's height, like six five or something yeah. like that. And yeah. I don't know, man. Like he he's doing some cool things and he he's mm-hmm. running routes and gotta give it to those scouts down in you know, those South Scouts. They we yeah. might have just stepped at it. Yeah. It I, I, yeah, that the way that he caught that that's why I'm like, I don't know, my brain's dropping all over the place. But the way that he caught that pass, mm-hmm. that one-handed one, was just, I don't know. It was weird in a good way. He just snatched it, plucked it out. And, mm-hmm. and like, the Jets didn't even touch him, too. He could have got up and ran for a, touch, for a touchdown. But, yeah, you know, I mean, that was one. And then, that, then other than that, you know, he's just been, he's been destroying it, man. He's... Yeah. He's some we, – we we got – like, when Salah said it, what was it, last year, the year before, it's like a defense mm-hmm. of butcher knives, you know, rolling uh, – I mean, mm-hmm. we might have that was wide receiver, you know, yeah. and yeah. – yeah. And I'm not wishing good luck to anybody in the NFL about that. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm hope they all what, get Jason. cut up and slashed. I, yeah, I, Jason, I'm telling yeah, you, he's a guy that's pushing. Something. I, I think that he – I think that he could end up making the roster, man. He could be our sixth wide receiver. Uh, I think so. I, I, I think it, it's so. Did we draft him, or is he a UDFA? I think he, I think he was a UVFA. Um, yeah, wow, I think he was a UVFA. That's awesome. So, he, man, I'm telling you, a guy. Him and Dean the third things together. Man, let me. Tell oh you. man, we got some sweet safeties too. Woo, 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 woo! Like All right, now as we continue, to, we continue to talk. All right, about this team. Stay with me. We got this upcoming game, all right, against the Browns, okay? Zach Wilson will be playing. What are your expectations from him in this upcoming game? What do you want to see from him, Bresky? Screen passes, not like 20 feet above somebody's head. <laughs> I, had, I love Zach, but like, I'm just keeping it real. Like, it's crazy. He can make the most difficult pass, and it's just a flick of the wrist. But the easiest mm-hmm. pass that, like, I or you can complete, 
it's like us trying to do some Mahomes stuff. Or you, I don't even know. But, yep. yeah, he's got to fix his brain, man. That's what it is. Kids, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, me and you both watch college football. And you especially knew, mm-hmm. you know, USC plays um, BYU. So you've seen him play. Yep. And he wasn't like yep. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And he had far less better wide receivers. And, you know, like, it. yeah, it's a whole mental thing, man. So, mm-hmm. and that's a great thing too, that Rogers is in his brain and, you know, yep. and he's going and telling Rogers and like Rogers is like a freaking head coach too. It's crazy. He's going to talk with defensive dudes. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. He was, yeah. he's all no, right. Listen. listen, you're talking fast. But I that's see how I Zach feel about Zach. Come out. Yeah. yeah. That's, I want to see Zach come out and just have command of the offense, man. Have command of the offense. That's it. I'm with you. Show that his, his mechanics are, are taking a step forward and that he's getting better. He's in a great position, yeah. and I think he's set up in a situation to succeed here, but he's just got to show us those steps. You know, I don't need him to come out and That's... throw for 300 yards in a preseason game to impress me. No, come out and do the simple stuff. Show me that you can Yeah, no burp in the baby. Show me the... Yeah. And show no me happy that you feet. can just come out. <laughs> yeah, show me this. Yeah, exactly. Show me that you can come out, be solid mechanically, and get the ball to where it needs to yeah. go. Make your reads and beat the defense. That's all. That's all I'm asking you to do. No, yeah. nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Now, as we continue to talk about this offense, Mekhi Becton is also going to be playing. Rusty, I'm hearing a Happy. lot about, you know, Mekhi Becton's knee, that he's still here, guy, that strength is coming back. Give me your thought about this, man. What are your thoughts about Mekhi's uh, situation with his knee and how he's starting to feel better, and what are you expecting from him in this upcoming preseason game as well? Well, I don't, you know, I don't think everything is going to, of course, come back because it's basically been two years since he's been out, unfortunately. But, my, like, the clips that I've been seeing the past couple, he just, he looked fast. Like, yep. it, it was surprising. And, you know, he's he's cool, too, with it. You know, I guess it, everything settled down and, you know, whatever he had to go through in his head or whoever he had to talk with about it. And he was like, you know what? Here, this team is rocking and rolling. Wherever they want me to go, I'll mm-hmm. go. So whether it be right tackle mm-hmm. or left tackle, and it might just actually work out to be in left tackle because you know I don't know. I love the raging Cajun too, man. I think Max Mitchell is going to be the right tackle. I really do. I love that guy. Yeah. He thinks about the blood bumble clots and stuff. So, and then yeah. you have you know a what um, every you know all of our left tackles are somewhat injured, so it opens the door for mm-hmm. it's there for Beckton if he wants it. Or if he mm-hmm. not so much wants it, or if, you know his body can handle it, and him mentally too, because that's a weird type of thing too on your knee. You know, your mm-hmm. your, your brain does some weird muscle memory because you're so used to during I don't know everything else when you were injured for it, you're favoring something a little bit, and then you have that little slight thing of in the back of your head. I don't know us who had knee yep. surgeries. I don't know if you did, but I did. Yep. <laughs> I think you did too. It's like that little lack of confidence on certain things. It's like should I? And then that's where it's, you know, if you're an offensive tackle, that split second, that's going to kill you and burn you. You know, you're going to yeah. have McDonald's yep. flying past you, serving people through the drive-through. You know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. all of a sudden your quarterback's killed. So yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, I can't I... wait to see McDonald kill people too. That's going to be great. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see Beckton. Really yeah, am. listen, you're talking I hope back, it. man. I, again, I, I've never had, you know, God willing, I hope I never have to have, like, a knee surgery or nothing like that. But I know a lot of people oh, that have, especially, again, I grew up playing sports. And they, they I say, had what Beckton had, actually, but I don't 
Oh wow! I, I don't weigh wow. the size of a. I'm not the size of a redwood, but I had that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was on my left. I tore my right canthium tendon in half, and then Ooh. I had two indent fractures on my patella and three on my femur. And then they met together. Ooh. My meniscus evaporated, and then it shot my kneecap out the side, but inside the skin. But it looked like a shark. Oh tooth. my goodness! And then that's a big. Yeah, it was awesome. So I had wow. to be in a straight. Yeah, I had to be in a straight brace. It was like a reverse. Uh, ACL and uh, the PCL, so where they put you in the machine. So yeah. I had the reverse. I had to wait for my tendons to heal, and I was one of the first ones to get the surgery without stitches. So basically, remember those colored pencils or pens that were like 15 different multicolors, and you can, you know, on the sides you could put them down, but if you took them all down, you'd see all the prongs, you know, but they were mm-hmm. all pens. Mm-hmm. So it looked like that, and they basically welded my tendon back together. And, uh, wow. yeah, I had to be in a straight brace and I had to learn how to walk again, kneel, uh, heel to toe, all that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it wasn't fun, bro. And you know, Ooh, that's I'm, like a lot I'm, a, I'm a hundred and I'm 160 pounds. So like what, what's back then at that time? He was like, what? Three, he was like three trees. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> he was like, yeah. Listen, I'm sorry. That happened, you know, but that's, yeah, yeah, I like, got like over it. That was years well. ago, but it takes a minute, man, and it messes with your head. Yep. It's weird, you know, yep. especially with ice. Yeah, you second guess yourself. It's like, oh, am I going to slip? Yep. So I just learned how to fall. It's weird. I'm just yep. like, screw it. I'm going down to the ground because I don't want to have that happen again. Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy. Like I said, I played I play sports my entire life, and I've had friends that have had knee injuries, like bad ones. And they, just like you say, a lot of things, listen, it messes with your head. You don't know what's going on. You start to wonder if you can just – trust the knee period like can i just trust it walking and it, it really does a number on you i've sprained my ankle really bad before too. to the point where i thought i broke it it was so bad yeah and i went and it wasn't broken. Uh, and i remember coming back sometimes from that worse. was like whoa was like whoa i i i even was wondering like is my ankle ever going to get better it felt so bad so you could imagine you know with his knee and again oh. he even talk, came out and talked about recently that he had the wrong surgery uh, at first with his knee. Yeah, again, I'd be again, freaking the, out, man. Instability caused the issue in 2022. He had to get a surgery again to then fix that. So, you know, I'm just happy to see him back out on the field. I can't wait to see him go out there and doing his thing. And even him talking about being open to playing right tackle, he's willing to go there. And to me, that shows that yeah. he's confident in that knee again. Because that yeah, was something that happened, it. and he's like, I'm done yeah, with that it. Yeah, that was part of the issue. People, I'm going to so pancake on my hop again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back so, to IHOP. Exactly. My next question for you, man, what rookie are you watching tonight? What, oh, excuse me, not tonight, the, during the game. Seriously? What rookie are you going to keep your eyes on the most during that upcoming during the upcoming game against the Browns? It's crazy, man, because I just had a couple, and then the one from, like, the fault was the linebacker we got in the fourth round. I can't remember his name. Just because Zyre I wanted uh, – yeah, just because I wanted uh, Skinner, J.K. Uh, J.L. Mm-hmm. Skinner. So I just want yeah. to know about that. But I'm happy that we got Trey Dean. He was one of my favorite safeties. So I'm curious to see about him. I hope that he plays. I hope that McDonald plays. I want to see him. Uh, mm-hmm. Pittman. Beckton too, but like out of those rookies, mm-hmm. yeah, those those are the dudes that I want to see. I wonder if Koontz yeah. too. I like I yeah, just you know 
he's just like a fast if, – if he's just a fast guy, just put him at wide receiver. You know, just have him run down the field. But like how, if yeah. he's 6'9 and he can jump that high, forget yeah. it. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, you might as well use him Dude, for something. He's big. It's going to be exciting to see what they do with him. I don't know if he'll make the roster. I think that I, – I, I don't think he think will. But I, I mean, that'd be cool if, if he did. If they let him go – yeah, he he could absolutely be stashed on the practice squad, but his potential because of the size and the physical ability that's what it is. off the charts. Yeah, Ooh. that's why it's like, eh, do oh. I cut him? I don't know. Yeah, that's where the yeah. if is. Because then it's what, between him yeah. and Yaboa? And is awesome, yeah. too, and he plays special teams. So And he's good at special teams. So you don't want to get rid of that, too. It's uh, We're in a yeah. good pickle, Rick. You know, <laughs> we are, we are, you know, Karen, you know, finally. we're talking about Jason Brownlee, the way he's flashing. It's going to be some crazy cuts. You know, when the time comes, it's going to be crazy to see how they round out this roster. Now, my final question before I let you go, Rusty, because you've been bringing the heat. Give me your thoughts about Revis and Klecko getting into the Hall of Fame. How do you feel about it? How excited are you to watch these two Jets, these two great Jets get their just due? Quacko. Like, Revis is one of the best cornerbacks, period. Just on who he had. Like, even if you go back from the 80s, 90s, all those dudes, Dion and everybody. You're breaking up, Rusty. You're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. were breaking up before. All right, I'm sorry. Oh, Rusty, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. But listen, I'm pretty sure, hopefully, you're breaking up a little bit. Maybe you can move a little bit. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay, there there you go. I can hear you now. Yeah, right there. All righty. Yeah, this is perfect. (laughs) Before I got rudely interrupted by... Yeah, well, I mean, he went against Megatron. He went against the best of them. Like, Owens, I hated him, but he it stinks. You have to give credit where credit was due. He shut down those yeah. guys. He shut down Moss. He even played against Moss with his knees. Like, someone did good, and then it was He, I mean, the, the guy was unbelievable. And then Klecko. Klecko was an all-pro mm-hmm. at three different positions. Three. Yep. Like, yep. Nose tackle and and the, like that doesn't happen. Still to this day, hasn't happened. And mm. he would still have the all-time sack record if it wasn't for that ridiculous thing with Strahan. Oh well, he'd be number two. Oh, I hate Favre <laughs> even more too. Oh, it's cahoots, but it's whatever. <laughs> you know, Super Bowl rings cure everything, and I'm glad we we're into the yeah. Hall of Fame. So that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's listen, all about. Listen. Listen, Rusty, it's been phenomenal to speak with you. i got to slide off. Next time I have a show, call in. I love uh, talking Jets with you, man. Absolutely, fam. Shout-out to you. Shout-out to fellow savages. Salute. Let's go, Jets. Let's murder everybody. Take no prisoners. Let's go. Listen, Rusty bringing the heat, man. A lot of stuff going on. Salute to all the savages in the chat. i got to come to y'all. Camden Tramiel in the chat salutes Savage. He says, when healthy, it's hard to tackle Michael Carter. I believe he was kind of banged up last year as well as no one talks about it, though. The same as Corey Davis. Yeah, you know, Corey Davis has got a, uh, he's got a, you know, quite a bit to show. He's been looking good in camp, too. He's been making some plays. There was a throw that uh, Aaron Rodgers made to him that was 
exciting. And he dove out and caught it. So Corey Davis looking like he's going to be a guy that's going to go into the season this year with the New York Jets. And let me tell you something. This Jets uh, wide receiver core is not going to be something to laugh at. All right? Corey Davis, Nicole Hartman, Lazard, Garrett Wilson, Cobb, Jason Brownlee coming along. Boy, oh, boy. Good luck on covering us. Okay? Jennifer in the chat as well salutes to you, Savage. She says, Brownlee is how we hoped Mims would be. That's a fact. (laughs) That is a fact, okay? Brownlee out there doing his thing right now. He's cooking. We're going to see what's going on. Also, Sludge Sports salutes. Good to see you in here as well. Man, this has been quite a show, okay? I'm excited. I cannot wait to see uh, what happens in this upcoming game, upcoming preseason game against the Browns. Again, I want to see Zach Wilson come out and be solid, uh, play with some confidence out there. I know the confidence has been a big uh, issue with him in the past, right? Very unconfident last season. He was very shot uh, confidence-wise, and he's been able to, uh, you know, really get his thing going. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what he's going to be able to bring to the table. I'm excited to see Makai Beckton as well go out there. A lot of, a lot of questions about the offensive line coming into this upcoming season especially with Dwayne Brown still being on the pup. Uh, we're trying to see, you know, who's going to compete. And if Makai Beckton can come out there, man, boy, oh, boy, and put on a show, be solid, get that knee, get that strength in that knee underneath him, and get rolling, we're going to be in some good, good times, man, in some good situations. So I'm hyped. I'm hyped about this upcoming game. Again, the rookies, we'll see. I think, I think Will McDonald's playing in this game. We'll see if he does. But, you know, Tipman at some point is going to get in there. Can't wait to see him I and mean, what he's going to be able to do. Again, that center spot still battling. We'll see if he can step up and grab it or if Connor McGovern's going to be the starter. But this is Tipman's time, so we're going to see what time it is. It's going to be really, really exciting this upcoming game, man. Really exciting this upcoming game. Also, when you look at the other side of the ball as well, defensively, boy, oh, boy, some questions. There's Jets linebacker position, you know. A lot of things moving and shaking there. Let's see, you know, if these guys can step up. A guy like Zaire Barnes, you know, what can he put out there on the field? You know, so it's going to be extremely exciting to see. You know, we finally got some football. Guys going to be running out there as preseason. But, you know, getting some early looks, getting some early looks. So we're going to go ahead and close out this show. Salutes to everybody uh, that watched this. It was a hot show. Got a lot of things moving and shaking. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with all you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on my show. I am also on Twitter as well. Okay, going over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe. At the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. All right? There's a lot of questions along the offensive line, but I'll tell you what. Vera Tucker, I don't question him. Okay? That guy's an all-pro caliber guard. Coming off the injury, I think he's going to dominate people this upcoming season. All right? I'm just saying. But, you know, you know how we do it over there at SC. Fight on, okay? I'm just saying. So come on down that bridge and, uh, you know, I'll show you. And as always, people, 
You know, I'm on YouTube as well. Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe if you have not subscribed and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, okay? Also, give the videos and streams a thumbs up. Share them across your social media platforms with your friends and your family so I can connect with other folks. You know what I mean? And if you want to troll me, you can get in those comments as well and troll me in those comments, okay? I love going back and forth with folks. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person eventually, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the times out of your day to call in, to get in the chat, to lose to the savages, you know, and to connect with me any way that you do. Thank you for watching. All right? Again, without you people, I'm absolutely nothing, and I appreciate you and your time. So until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.